Hey, thanks for joining us for the Hemi Singh podcast. We're uh, honored to have both Lee Harris and Barry Goldstein here today, who will be discussing their new album called uh, Journey to Your Heart with Hemi Singh. But before we get too heavy into that, uh, please be sure to follow us on social media. Generally, we're at Hemisync Life. Uh, YouTube, though, is at Hemisync Videos. Facebook is just at Hemisync. Um, and also, you might want to check out our Patreon page. If you want to have a say in upcoming podcast guests, want to support uh, you know, our continuing to bring you the latest and greatest from folks on the cutting edge of consciousness, be sure to check that out and get some great deals on Hemisync products and services in the bargain. Um, but without any further ado, I'd like to uh, introduce uh, both Barry Goldstein and, and Lee Harris. Barry, you probably know, uh, he's a longtime Hemisync artist known for cosmic consciousness, wisdom of the heart, your heart song, pieces of heaven, and now journey to your heart. Uh, he's worked with many of the leading self-help figures of our time, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Neil Donald Walsh, Dr. Dan Amen, Anita Morjani, and our other guest today, uh, Lee Harris. In more mainstream musical pursuits, Barry co-produced the Grammy-winning 2005 album uh, entitled 69 Freedom Special with the iconic Les Paul. Our second guest today is Lee Harris. Uh, he is known as a channel and part-time healer who has been doing intuitive readings since 2004. Lee is passionate about grounding creative spirituality into these challenging times and is determined to see people's experience uh, or to see people experience impactful and abundant lives while supporting each other through community. Um, his online community uh, reaches hundreds of thousands of people around the world every month uh, through his energy updates and acclaimed soul magic and energy mastery retreats, as well as his energy tune-up seminars. Lee is also a musician and an author his book is called Energy Speaks and is published by New World Library. So, uh, so without uh, much further delay, I'm gonna play you a minute or two from uh, Journey to Your Heart. And we'll go right into the, into the conversation. Uh, here is Barry Goldstein and Lee Harris. Enjoy. Hey, so we are delighted to be collaborating with uh, both uh, Lee Harris and Barry Goldstein on our recent release of Journey Into Your Heart with Hemisync, which is an uplifting and healing musical voyage to the center of your soul, as well as the musical backdrop to Lee's guided meditation by the same name. 
Um, and since our listeners are mostly all familiar with Barry, given his four previous albums, uh, Lee, maybe you could just tell us a bit about your journey and how you became an intuitive guide and channel, uh, since that's really the inspiration for this entire album. Yeah, I, I remember around the age of 16, 17, getting very into metaphysics and spirituality and self-growth. And I would go and buy all the books that I could. I started going for tarot readings. And as all of that was taking place, something in me was waking up. And I found that my passion very quickly became self-growth, spirituality, healing. Uh, but it was really just my hobby. Um, at the age of 21, I started to hear music and write music, which had never happened to me before. I'd loved music all my life, but I never thought that I would be someone who could write it or hear it in that way. Uh, and then a year later, I heard the voice of my guides. And that was uh, a, a strange moment for me, because even though I was a fan of heal healing and I was a fan of self-growth and I was a fan of metaphysics, I don't quite know what I thought about channelers. I remember being taken to see one and um, I remember admiring him and thinking he was wise and walking away and thinking, well, why did he have to close his eyes and put on a slightly funny voice? Why couldn't mm. he just have told me that stuff? Because I didn't really, I didn't have any context for understanding the difference between when we are being intuitive and when we can sense things and when we are actually letting the voice of a guide or a spirit or a group come through us. Mm. Um, and then the last laugh was kind of on me, I guess, because I was one day going through all of the thoughts in my own head, the things that I thought weren't good enough about me or about my life. And very clearly, I just heard this voice say, uh, those are interesting theories, but you're wrong. And here's mm. why. Mm -hmm. And I'd never had that happen before. And uh, the rest is kind of history. I would go home and write, write, have conversations with them, ask them questions, hear the answers. And so about four or five years later, I started giving readings to other people after doing it for friends. And so the rest is kind of history for me. Fascinating stuff. Um, and so, you know, from my own kind of personal experience, I mean, one of the things that I'm always curious about with channels is, you know, when when you're in that condition, when you're in the channeling state of consciousness, you're actually hearing it as words, right? Like it's just coming right through you. Uh, there's yes. not an interpretation, is there? No, the, the thing, the, my experience when I'm channeling my guides, so, and I do a lot of recordings where they will speak through me or workshops, mm -hmm. but a lot of recordings now. For about the first, I don't know, the first kind of, three to 10 sentences, I might be repeating what I'm hearing. So mm -hmm. I, I, I literally kind of see or feel the words up here. And the first few sentences I repeat, but then once I start repeating the flow, the gap between my mind seeing the words or hearing the words before they just come through and out my mouth closes, mm. um, which is why it, it can be a bit unnerving channeling because you never really know, you know, what's about to come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that you may or not be able, you may or may not be able to understand or stand by. So oftentimes there will be things that get downloaded publicly that I then have to go away and unpack other times mm -hmm. because I've been doing this for oh, almost 20, yeah, 22, 23 years. I'm kind of used to a lot of their messages, but no, it's, it's a fairly, um, quick process in terms of 
how long I have to hear it. It's different if I'm writing. If I'm writing their words, then it's like taking telephone dictation. Mm, fascinating. And like, how has the channeling, how have disease, which is the group that you channel, how have they helped you in your personal evolution? I mean, were things always smooth for you? Were you a regular kid? Um, how did that all unfold for you? Yeah, I, you know, like, like all of us who are humans, things weren't always smooth for me at all. Um, and still to this day, you know, we all I think, you know, I think you look at the world right now, and we're all going through a challenge process with what's going on, whichever way you look at it. But what I will say that they help me do and continue to to this day, is to live from my soul. So I will have my very human moments, my very human lessons, my very human challenges where perhaps I'm not thinking with that wider perspective, but I, can, I can't stay there very long anymore. Uh, you know, I might go into it for a short moment um, or for a key learning, but I can always widen. And before them, I, I, I didn't know how to widen. Mm -hmm. I think I did it maybe through imagination, creativity, music. Um, anything that connected me to the slightly more magical, mystical realms. But once I had them in my life, any time I felt contracted or compacted with something, I would ask them about it. And they would not only give me an explanation as to why, which would help my mind understand, but I would literally feel myself going from, oh, this is a problem. As, as I was taking in their answer, I would start to feel my, my energy field opening out again. So that's been the, the real key that I've noticed that they how they've changed my life and also changed my perspective. Like the more you live in that perspective with them, the harder it becomes to close that perspective down and just see things in a small way anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that in reading your book, um, which is called Energy Speaks, uh, one of the ways that you like to support people um, is by having greater awareness or assisting them in developing greater awareness at their points of pain. And I think, as you put it, being alongside them. So, you know, not trying to fix them, being alongside them. I mean, is that kind of part of this wider aperture that you're talking about? Yeah, you know, one of the things I, I was taken into the channeling world quite quickly. Uh, probably this was 2006 when I first went into the more public channeling world. It wasn't a very big world at the time. I mean, still today it's niche, but back then it was it was a very small world. And what I noticed was a lot of people were using channeling to help them. Mm -hmm. But some people were using channeling to make themselves feel better in the moment and then floating off. Mm -hmm. but then going straight back to their pain and then coming back for another dose or hit. Mm -hmm. So for me, the reason a lot of my work is, is now as an intuitive, where in a way I'm between the realms, mm -hmm. is because I think that we all, we're going to have those pain points and we bypassing them is not going to help us. So just thinking positive when you're actually wounded about something, you're missing the middle piece. So I got quite passionate because I also noticed I needed this, I got quite passionate about all the steps on the ladder and whether you're in your higher self or whether you're in your lower self, that part of you is trying to tell you something. And if you can integrate all of those parts of you and let them all be there, you will heal far faster. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I mean by sitting alongside people in their awareness. And, and for all of us, I think not judging ourselves when we're having a tough moment, I think it's, common certainly when I was growing up in the spiritual community for people to watch, watch if they were you know not radiating light or and, and actually if you really look at the human journey we are supposed to go through these periods where we shared and that's why dark nights of the soul are 
really transformative times for us, even though we would rather not go through them as human beings. We'd rather go, oh, I'd rather just do the high bit. Mm. But actually, they can be pivotal to our transformation. So I think we have to welcome all of it, really, especially when we're dealing with ourselves and our own healing. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. Um, and since you're both uh, you know, musically inclined, what, how do you see the role of music and what role does it play in this? And you know, working with the subject matter? Well, Barry, when we when we first met, Barry and I had both been working in healing, perhaps from slightly different angles. You know, I was perhaps more using my voice and my words, and Barry had been using composition and music. But one of the things I think we connected on, Barry, we both had a, a very early love of music. And you, of course, had music as your career all your life. But we were both saying how music is, in a way, the most... Uh, I always think of music as a Trojan horse where healing is concerned. Mm -hmm. We all love music and we will let it into our body and we don't question it on a belief level or a religious level, or we don't have to get into that because music is this ephemeral thing that moves through us and changes us. So Barry and I really had that, um, that, that mutual love and appreciation of music as a massive healing force. I think that's really how we kind of, mm -hmm. that's where we started our connection, right, Barry? Yeah, and we did not know exactly what we would be doing together, you know, as well. It really kind of unfolded magically in some aspects of it. I mean, the the first time we hung out, we wrote five songs together, and then we decided we wanted to do something that was geared more towards a meditation. And, you know, like I said, we didn't know exactly what was going to occur. We had some musical beds and I set those with an intention of, of having Lee and the Z's in the space. And it very much unfolded similarly to the conversation that you're, that you're having now. And that, is, that it was geared towards awareness. It was geared towards contraction. It was geared towards expansion. And the journey became that the Z's took with Lee and, and myself was that journey into the heart and really providing new information that was really very cool when it came through. We were both like, wow, that's interesting. You know, here's, here's, here's the information about your heart when you're two years old. Mm. Here's information about your heart when you're five years old. Here's information when you're 20. And what kind of unfolded musically was that as Lee, you know, created these excerpts with disease around those areas, it became more clear to me how I needed to kind of orchestrate around those words to create a musical experience. So that vibration of disease was embedded in the meditation version of what we did. And what I find interesting is that when you took disease out, you know, to create the just musical version, the energy of them and the message and Yuli was still there. And very much the journey was very similar. So if you take took it out and you say, wow, I wonder what this section was where what they were talking about in this section, you can feel it was very childlike. And, you know, you can feel it was probably the section about the two year old heart, you know, in the parts where there's more contemplation. And it's more, you know, going through the process of unwinding some things. You can feel that in the music. So it, it kind of um, really supports a lot of my beliefs when people ask me about healing music and 
why it works and and what frequencies are used here and what you know what's used here compositionally i usually say you know it it's oversimplified you know the recipe is a little bit more complex and a lot of the complexities revolves around the intention and the emotion that are put in into the music so I feel that, that you and the Z's and me, there was this intention and vibration and emotion that was woven into that piece. And when you take the words out, it does, it's irrelevant because the listener is still getting, you know, the teachings on a much deeper, not on a much deeper level, but on a different level, you know, because it's just being represented musically. So, you know, it was scored to the Z's and the Z's are still in it. So regardless, and you're still in it, regardless of it just being a music piece. So. That was like a magical process. I wish I was in the room for that. Yeah, yeah. it was very cool. It kind of was because it was an interesting process for us too, because Barry has worked a lot with other teachers uh, where they don't necessarily create a song for the piece. And I've done both. I've done a lot of recordings where I'm just channeling and then that gets scored. Mm -hmm. I've also done quite a lot where we have created a song for it um, with Davor Bozik, who, who, I, who I work with a lot. But what was so interesting to Barry and I was we knew we were coming together and the first thing that really seeded the whole project was this song. Mm -hmm. And we, we spent a long time on the song. <laughs> yes. So by the time we got to the channel, I mean, many, many hours. And then of course, Barry spends many, many hours after I leave scoring all the details. Um, but yeah, by the time we got to the channel piece, the ground was already laid. So it was, it was actually music that really led this whole process rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Barry, uh, go ahead. Do you write to add? Yeah, I, just the added part is that I think, you know, on a, on a musical level, you know, there's, there's a part of that that is what I call divine collaborations. And, you know, channeling is really connecting to an unlimited field of all, all potential and a field where there are more possibilities. So for me, that happens on a musical end as well. And when you're combining and synergizing and having this collaboration of, of, of disease coming in, you know, there's something that's going on harmonically there too, where we're accessing a field uh, musically as well and vibrationally in those messages. So whether you call it channeling or divine collaborations or somewhere in between the two, there was a presence that was there um, that was embedded within the piece of, of really all the work that we did together for this whole project, you know, you feel a presence and even the timing of it, we didn't know when it was going to be put out and it ended up, we, we put it out, I think it was right in the, in the middle of when COVID was hitting, wasn't it, Lee? Well, we released Journey right. Into Your Heart in November right, of that was 2020, November. but we, we actually, we always knew we wanted to release the song as a separate piece and uh, unbeknownst to us, we were preparing that for release at the beginning of June. So, um, so yeah, and, and, and really the lyrics of the song are, you know, close your eyes if the world hurts, um, when it feels uh, you're moving in reverse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so, and the, the message is there is light here somewhere, keep looking. Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of woven in. So it, 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 yeah, as these things often do, they, they guide you and they tell you, <laughs> yeah. you just and have they... to keep showing up and move through any discomfort or any, yeah. any issue you might have. 
Yeah, and they still do. I mean, that when we were we were discussing putting the musical piece out, you know, Mon, uh, Hemisync came into my into my head and said we should really do this with with Garrett and Hemisync because I really felt that the the, the having the Hemisync within it was going to add to the journey and give people an even deeper experience and put another whole layer you know, into it because we were really exploring the heart with this. And I think that's a place where we are in consciousness right now is people are, people are getting very explorative about moving more into the heart. And we hear this a lot, you know, with heart coherence. And there's this marriage going on of heart and brain coherence that are happening as well in science now. And even a larger field called, called neurocardiology that's being un, unfolding where we're realizing the heart and the brain can actually move into coherence um, together as well as we move into more coherent states. Research is showing that we're producing more alpha brain waves now. So it's not just either or. And when you combine both of, um, of the technologies of heart entrainment and, and brain entrainment together, I think it just lays the groundwork for having a, and the Z's, you know, having a really powerful journey for, for the listener. Yeah. Thanks for that, Barry. Um, and, you know, also for choosing us to kind of help serve as the vehicle for this. Um, but kind of further to that point about accessing the heart space, you know, mm -hmm. what is the significance of, you know, tapping into that kind of creative energy into that love energy into that heart space that this title alludes to? Well, it's interesting. It's funny, as I was listening to you, Barry, the one thing that the Z's have been saying a lot, especially with where we are on Earth right now in this in this moment in history, we have an enormous rise in heart energy, which is kind of interesting when you, you know, you look at a lot of things in the world and you're like, really, because I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing the opposite. But they say that the reason you're seeing the opposite is the opposite energies are surfacing and they're more visible than ever before because we have to grow in heart consciousness. If we, I won't say if we are to survive, because that sounds too dramatic, but what they say is that you, you as, as humans and as an earth are having to transform and you cannot do it by staying the way that you were, even though they say there are some wonderful things in your foundations that you have now, but there has to be a fairly dramatic shift. And so at the moment they say, right now and they say through 2024 we are in the destabilization process where things are wobbling uh things can be anxiety provoking people don't quite know what the future is people are concerned about heartless agendas but they say this is the perfect time for you to connect with your heart because they said heart power has never been so strong on earth mm -hmm. and it has never been so needed mm -hmm. so that's one of the messages they talk about with heart frequency right now. But one of the most striking things that I remember them saying very early on when I was still a baby channeler and it really hit me is they said the heart is the intelligence center inside you that connects you to the cosmos and the universe. They said it's not just this fluffy, loving, caring thing. It's often attributed to warm and fuzzy feelings on Earth. And they said, it's really your central energy brain in a way. And they said this, this heart that exists inside all of you in the center of your chest is an incredibly divine intelligence system that when it's allowed to be present, connected with and nurtured inside you, magnificent things will happen, not just in your life, but in the, in, in the places you go to and the people you touch. So 
it's been interesting just for me on my own personal journey this last 20 something years of, of allowing that in more and more. I definitely see the evidence of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think the heart also is our synchronization, you know, um, connection to individually and also planetary. So, you know, we sync together through our hearts. We all have our own individuals, but on a larger scale, we have the ability to synchronize and move into those these coherent states together. And they're even showing that now in like drumming circles that people's um, heart rates are synchronizing together as well. So I think, you know, the heart, you know, we think of it as a heart, you know, and, and being coming home to the heart, but really in, in the sense of it, it's true because we all have our own unique vibration that, you know, is inherently lives in our heart and even just connecting and putting your hands on your heart on a daily basis you know connects you with your center of who you are i call this your heart code so we all have our own signature and it's really i think it's a calling that's going on now garrett that people people have a calling that they can do more that they're here to live more of their purpose or their passion and their power and that lives in our heart center. So having access to that, you know, through music and through the original meditation as well, it gives people tools mm -hmm. how to connect to that because we're not really taught these things in school. You know, no. we're not saying they don't say, okay, place your hands on your heart for five minutes and <laughs> to your breath moving in and out. Yeah. You know, but that in fact connects us to our intuition. You know, when we do that, we start getting our own unique guidance and our own answers when we ask our, our heart these questions. So that was the original tension, intention of, you know, journey into your heart was to give people more tools to access it as, you know, opposed to just talk. Let's all become more heart-centered, mm -hmm. but where's the how-to of it? Yep. How do, you know, what are the tools behind it? And um, that's where, you know, I felt that, that the meditation was so powerful because it was like new information. Yeah. Um, some of those things you talked about, Lee, you know, about the woundedness sometimes of things that happen, you know, in first loves or even mm -hmm. when you're five years old that we might not realize. And um, it just gave us, new, you know, new mechanisms to and tools to use to connect to that and to access your the purpose the passion the power it's not just the mushy smushy heart you know um and in men as well coming into you know you have three men here who are very three heart-centered men you know you know 20 years ago when we talked about coming into your heart that wasn't really a conversation that men had mm -hmm. you know and so the mushy smushy heart was considered more of a feminine thing and the heart being courageous which many women are stepping into that role too, you know, it's of the courageous heart requires that you create boundaries, you come into your courage, your, and sometimes that means, you know, voicing in a different way, not just, it's not just all, you know, hugs and kisses. Sometimes it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's about getting strong and, you know, being, getting inspired and listening to music that does that as well. So I, I think that this is a great conversation for men and women and not just geared towards masculine and men and women being masculine and feminine, but we're switching roles and combining them as well. Wow. Thanks so much for that. I mean, because, you know, so much of the modern world, you know, prizes the, you know, the intellect, um, you know, the rational analytical mind and rightfully so it's a tremendous tool, but when that's all you've got, 
you know, you can feel really cut off, you know, separated, alone, and it can lead to, you know, actions and decisions that are pretty heartless or, you know, cold. Um, and the music, I think, cuts right through that logical resistance, you know, to kind of get right at the source, you know, to get to the heart. And when you have kind of heart and mind working together, um, I think you have a much, you know, greater sense of wholeness and wellness and, you know, can operate with like a deeper level of intelligence. Yeah. I was listening to a little piece of the music lead before, before I came on just to kind of get into the vibration of it. And, you know, it opens up with this beautiful cello line that just really works with, ex, you know, expanding and opening the heart. But there's a lot of trance states in it as well, where it's kind of feels like you're synchronizing those brainwaves, you know, for contemplation. And I think it's a balance, you know, of the thinking mind and the knowing heart, you know, kind of coming together to create the total intellect in, in the piece that we've done. So I'm hoping that people get that with and without the, the words, at, you know, when they listen to it. And that was why I was so excited, Garrett, that we we were getting the chance to work with you with your technology because I thought, well, that's the perfect fusion. Like, so yeah. I'm 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 you know I'm I'm excited to hear more from people who experience it through through the hemisync method, mm. what they're experiencing because it's perfect. And Barry had the the energy and the music very early on. We wrote the song on guitar, which was the seed for the whole project. Uh, it was just a, an acoustic guitar. We were at my house, and uh, we, you know, put the put the recorder on the table. And but the song was very clearly strong, like from the word go of the five we did. That song had something. And then Barry scored it initially. And I remember before I went to his studio to do the vocals for the song, and before we did the channel, driving, taking some long drives here, and and listening to the song on a loop. And that heart energy was in there, Barry, from from the word go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it unfolds more and more, you know, of things finding a home. And we, we kind of knew that from the beginning, we said, they'll find their homes, they'll each find their the right way. So we're happy that it found a home with, uh, with you guys and as well, Garrett, and I know that no one does it. You know, there's a lot of people with technologies out there. I've been working with my role, I think since 2007. And, you know, I'm really overly impressed with the integrity, the amount of attention to detail, and the expertise in terms of, of how, how you guys work with the music and how that comes into the process, you know, of really listening to it and you really have a hard time or it's, it's not even there sometimes is the technology, but it is there. You know, it blends so well. I remember the first time when I worked with you guys, I was like, wow, um, I can feel it there, but I can't really distinguish it, you know, yeah, yeah. there. And that's, that's your, to your guys' credit, you know how to do it musically. Um, like, I've, I've never heard anyone else do it the way that you guys do. So Wow, well, thanks so much for that. I mean, I have to give it up to our engineers for that. Yeah. I believe Justin Kaysen was the engineer on this piece. But when you open up the tracks and you look at kind of how they built it, I mean, there are you know, dozens of little points on, you know, the track where you can see like they've manually adjusted the levels to kind of sync perfectly with the volume of the music of that. It's really a painstaking process and those guys are brilliant at it. But uh, thanks so much for, for appreciating uh, the process and our work. Um, and, you know, we're likewise, you know, thrilled to be getting this out there and to be working with such, you know, brilliant teachers, musicians, um, 
you know, it's a real joy um, and a privilege. Uh, so yeah. thanks so much for this, you guys. Awesome. And Lee, Bye. I was going to ask you something too with this, you know, because I love to leave people with tools or suggestions that, mm -hmm. that they can use, you know, how could they use this piece? And I, I know basically the foundation that we created with the teaching of it, but if you had a suggestion, I'll give them one as well. How would, what type of person can listen to this or how could it help them in just listening to the music version of them if they're doing work that's geared to their heart? Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting concept. I would say use it in two ways. Either go in completely open and see what happens, you know, lie down or sit down comfortably with the track, let it play through you and let it open and heal you in, in ways that you that may be very amorphous and you just feel them. Or you may also start to pay attention to the images or the thoughts or the moments or memories from your life that rise up while you're listening. Uh, because that's one way that this will do its work on you. And for those of you that are perhaps visionary or intentional, I think you'll really enjoy that. But equally, you could use it to uh, create an energy field around something. So let's say um, perhaps I'm having a wounded moment with someone in my life and, you know, something's gone a little funny in a friendship or a working relationship or something, and I'm it's still hanging around. I could literally put the, the track on. Uh, put the headphones on and go, I invite healing around this area of my life or this relationship. And I could treat it like I would a healing session and let it move through my body. And I've cast my intention at the beginning and let it move through me and see what happens. So I would either intend or be open to see what happens. Nice. I like so much that. For that. Yeah. And I was going to say to, to use it as a bridge as well. You know, if you ask yourself, um, where you are now, possibly emotionally, and where you would like to go in terms of a journey into your own heart and allow the, you know, the music and the intention that's in the piece to really to, to elevate something that's going on for you emotionally or allow you to move something emotionally that might be holding you back. Because I think we're, a lot of us are in places now where we're bridging or we're on that on that place where we're walking across, you know, uncharted territories and music is such a great way to, to bridge that. Um, and especially this, this piece was scored with the intention of more bringing in more heart awareness. Beautiful. Brilliant stuff. You guys, um, I think that's just about a wrap, but is there anything else that folks should know about journey into your heart? Or any upcoming stuff you guys want to talk about? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, for those people who haven't also listened to the original version with mm. the guided version on it, yeah. that it, it's also, get it? um, I mean, it's everywhere where music is sold right now, Amazon, iTunes, right. it's on these website as well, you know, just because um, it, it might even have a more powerful experience for you if you heard the verbiage for it as well, and then come back to that to the Hemi-Sing version and, you know, use it both ways. Yeah, check it out, folks. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a very sweet moment for us because I remember when we released it, we ended up being uh, number two on the New Age charts, which was just a beautiful surprise. And that was really, really sweet. So um, 
Yeah, um, no, I, I agree with what Barry said. If you enjoy the Hemisync version, um, I would definitely check out the uh, the original version. And um, and I would also, you know, give a shout out to any of Barry's music albums as well as all of your collaborations because you've got some incredible music out there that's so designed for for all of this work. But I'm sure I'm sure the Hemisync audience are very familiar with your with your work by now too. Well, I was going to say the same thing about about yours. I mean, Lee has a, some amazing music that's come out over this last year as well. Um, and some great collaborations and some great beautiful visual videos as well that go along with them. So, so in striking up the mutual fan club here, I got to give you a shout out as well. Um, so. And what about you, Garrett? Which new albums have you got? Uh, so we're generally doing about one per month this year, uh, but you know, we've had a couple new ones from uh, uh, Suzanne Giesman this year, who is also, um, well, she, she's a little bit different. She's an evidential uh, psychic medium, nice. um, but some great shamanic pieces from uh, Andre Herbatine, who goes by uh, Umetu, also Byron Metcalf and Mark Selig. Um, you know, those are also uh, all on the site or, you know, wherever you buy your music. Um, so yeah, encourage folks to check that out too. Fantastic. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. Be well, and uh, I'll check you all next time. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Adios.